0: Grow as a dad by learning new strategies and how to put them into action to achieve outstanding results. Welcome to The Dad Code. I'm Matt Lennon. Welcome to episode two of The Dad Code, where we're going to talk about strategies to show your child love. Now, we've recently been through a little bit of this recently, so I decided to talk about it. Uh, My son is just showing signs of needing a little bit more attention, and uh, I think giving love is probably the best attention. There's other ways to get attention, and that's uh, you know negative behavior, stuff like that. So we decided to flood them with love, and I thought uh, other dads might be able to benefit from this conversation too. And we'll, we'll go into a little bit more about uh, some of the things that we put in play to consistently show our children love. And hopefully something you hear you can benefit and implement in your own world. So let's jump into it. So first, let's talk about strategies. The first strategy that I thought of when I was creating this episode was uh, really you need to create consistency. You need to stabilize the world. Kids crave consistency. So, And things to depend on. So what I wanted to do was give that to them. Know that they can depend on something. Now this might be in the form of uh, planning out the week and telling them what to expect. Or just doing something kind of everyday where we touch base and talk about it. But I want to, really wanted to give them something they can lean on. Also, inconsistency. I wanted to make sure I could uh, give them big events. Stuff that really... Uh, blows up their world you know in a good way uh something to shake it up so with the consistency i also want a consistency in doing something different so it's not always the same thing every single time so that's the first strategy that i used and that's kind of like one of those meta things so the things that you step back and say big picture what do we want to do well we want to create consistency so normalcy and, you know, we're, we're stabilizing their world. We're doing things on a pretty much consistent basis and they can depend on. And then two, we're going to rock their world every once in a while in a consistent way with big events. Another strategy I've employed is asking them how they feel loved. Oftentimes we get lost, at least <laughs> at least I do, in trying to figure it out on my own. And sometimes the easiest way is just to ask someone right i want to figure out how to love my wife why don't i just ask her as opposed to trying all these different things how does she feel loved right i often resort to reading and doing all these other things but asking them is probably best so ask your children how they feel loved and i've done this in my with my sons uh in the past and i just say what what do i do that makes you feel most loved And they'll tell me. It's sometimes very surprising things. Sometimes it's just telling them I love them. I've actually implemented uh, some things recently uh, based off the feedback of my children. So pretty cool stuff. Often overlooked, oddly enough. Another strategy is doing something on a consistent basis. Now, this is stepping back into that creating consistency and stabilizing the world. Now we're going to implement it into our plan. So this is going to be part of our daily events, weekly or monthly events. And sometimes. And then the annual events are more of the holidays and maybe a summer event and those kinds of things. So you'll want to have those too, but I'm going to focus a little bit more on the consistency aspect of uh, daily, weekly, and monthly. Because the kids tend to remember that more. The other one's more about experiences to me. Uh, but I could be convinced otherwise. Anyways, one of the things we've implemented is one-on-one time, and this is one-on-one time with me and my wife. So we get one kid, ideally, and we do something that they really enjoy. This could be books, games, a walk, maybe we take them to the park, stuff like that. This has uh, really been a game changer for building relationships for me and my sons, I haven't implemented it so much with my daughter, who's about two and a half years old. Uh, I actually this week I started implementing it, but uh, with my sons, I've been doing this for quite a long time, and it's really built a relationship. And if I haven't, if if I didn't mention this in the past, I, I've had a difficult time building relationships with my sons. So I've had to be very strategic in finding ways to build that relationship and being very intentional in doing it. So some of the things I've implemented on a routine basis. I'll tell you my current routine. My current routine is I play Monopoly with my seven year old. He loves playing Monopoly and we've show I chose strategically chose Monopoly because it teaches him a couple of things. One teaches him math. He has to actually use the math skills that I've taught him. So addition, subtraction, a little bit of multiplication. He gets to learn financial aspects of the world. Uh, At least that's what I try and use it for, just some lessons. Something that I can point back towards when we're talking about uh, finances. He gets to learn how to budget for stuff, you know, and that's kind of cool in a game environment. Also, he has to learn how to barter and... Uh, work out deals in a fair way, uh, I think that 's pretty cool so i 've chose things that also have these side benefits and that 's one of my meta strategies for parenting but uh one in one day but it 's really cool because we just make it a fun time and that 's what we do. We dive into it hardcore there 's a little bit of smack talk, and uh right now he 's unfortunately uh, really beating me bad he 's never beaten me yet, but he 's really gotten a head start this week uh, (laughs) in, um, this, this Monopoly game. So anyways, we do that on a weekly basis. We do one-on-one time on a weekly basis with my uh, five-year-old. We play Sorry is is a big game. And we do a lot of board games. Sorry. We do some card games like Uno, that kind of stuff. And we like to build buildings out of those little magnetic blocks. And we see... Basically, we work as a team to try and see how tall we can get a structure. And we, and again, we try and double-task it where we're learning how to make a more stable structure, right? Some engineering concepts. And we talk about some physics concepts like gravity. Gravity pulls stuff down. So if we can go over and build a structure that's more perpendicular, then it's going to be more solid as opposed to kind of building off to the right or to the left. So some cool concepts helps concepts and helps them understand the world around them. And uh, gosh, we get to have a lot of fun doing it. And I love teaching. So this is fun for me too. So that's kind of one-on-one time. We we do some one on we Yeah, that's kind of a weekly thing for us. We'll also do some stuff uh, here and there, like some big events. I, I've never been able to implement it yet, but something that's always on my list is doing an extended one-on-one time. I've only done it one, well, a couple times. Like taking to taking my kids to uh, one of my kids to a baseball game and the zoo have done that with each kid uh, at least my boys uh we've done uh <laughs> stay up as late as you can playing video games did that, but I haven't been able to implement that into my routine as of yet, so to be determined, but there's some ideas for you uh another thing to do on a you know every day week month type event is just how have them help you with your tasks you got something to do see if you can involve them i remember i was putting in a sink uh, uh what do you call it like a water purifier it was one of those uh reverse osmosis systems and i got a pretty cool one that was all uh it doesn't have a, a, a holding tank it 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 just has filters, which I preferred. So I had to figure out how to do this and there wasn't the instructions were okay. <laughs> but I just had my son help hold tools and find me the right tools. I'd kinda of lay them out and I'd just have him hand me stuff and it worked out really well and he seemed to enjoy it. In fact, all my children love to be helpers. And I would venture to say that's one of those traits that children kind of adore doing. They love helping dad in some form. Even my youngest, my two year old, she she loved doing that too. So, uh, yeah, involve them just in your daily tasks. This is this tasks. This is going to help build your relationships with each one of them. And you can do this on for some one-on-one time or as a team, I find one-on-one help is best for that kind of stuff. Even maybe I did some woodworking. We helped, uh, make a, modify a toy chest for the kids. And my oldest came to help me with that. So it's a pretty cool stuff. Have them help you with that. Even, uh, going down in the basement and fixing something like, uh, you know, getting out the tools and fixing something. They just want to see what you're doing. So take advantage of that stuff. You'll be able to teach them and get something done while building the relationship. Um, uh, non-confrontational conversations is something else that I think can help. Now, when, when I, say this, what I'm, what I'm really specifically talking about is diving into a difficult topic without it being relevant in, I don't want to say the moment, but, you know, talk about lying when they didn't lie, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like bring it up as a dinner conversation. That's, that's one of the forms we use is a, is a dinner table conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into a deep topic Now, I have this, uh, one of my friends actually gave me this book, Uh, my friend Peter gave me this book called New City Catechism for Kids, and I think it's more of a Catholic thing, but it's 52 short question and answers to help uh, children understand God, humanity, sin, and salvation. And I thought it was a pretty cool thing to uh, use as a more of a deep topic. It asks some big questions. And the kids want to know these answers. They want it. They want to know. They, they're thinking about these big topics, and they want to know the answers. So sometimes this gives them permission to talk about it. Other things we've used uh, to kind of have these non-confrontational conversations. And I guess when I say this, I, I'm talking about more like you know topics of like what are you going to do one day when you're going to be uh, bullied? What are you going to do? Like picture a bully doing that. What would you do? And asking them uh, specifically how they plan to handle it. Actually ask them that. How do you plan to handle that? And I found really good results in that. And then I tell them how I plan to handle that when I get bullied. And oftentimes they'll go, yeah, that's a great idea. And they implement it in their own strategy. So that's specifically what I'm talking about with non-confrontational uh, conversations in more of the deep talk topics. However, I find there's a lot of value in just having fun with learning. So we got these, uh, little brain quest cards they're on the label. They, they say, uh, you know, brain quest and they're broken down by grades and ages. And it says 1500 questions and answers to challenge the mind. And oftentimes kids really want to know a lot about The world around them that's why they ask why all the time so what i do is i just try and open up the doors by asking a couple of these questions and usually i only get through maybe two or three before we're completely off into another topic talking about the world and how it works or a situation or what they saw the other day and those types of things so pretty cool to open up those doors and have those conversations and that'll also help build the relationships but i find it's fun to build a family experience as well. Another thing you can do every day, week, month, uh, is speaking into your children. I find that that it's best to do this daily. At least that's my checkbox item for the day. I want to speak into my children every single day as well as with love. And I actually physically have a checklist that I go through every single day with really everything in my life, but my children especially, did I speak into my children? Did I talk to my children with love or apologize if I did not? Um, th- These are very important things to me. When I say speak into my children, what I'm specifically referring to is building them up in some form. So some examples might be Telling them how proud I am of something they did that day or telling them what I see inside them that they might not be able to see yet. So my son has been on this journey to not lie in all of 2021, my seven-year-old. And that's a big task. And what I do every night is I tell him how proud I am of him for not lying and fighting the urge and the temptation to do that. And then I tell him uh, to stay strong because tomorrow is going to be another hard day. And I speak into that child. You're literally creating their identity when you do that. And uh, you're going to do this for their good and their bad. I just choose to try and get a lot more good in there. (laughs) So I'm very intentional about doing that. So speak into your children in whatever way. My second oldest what he needs is, uh, well, he's chose to talk about his emotions and show his emotions. Cause we were struggling with that last year. And for 2021, he chose to start working on that. So he is uh, showing his emotions and not hiding them. And he's doing very well. And I, I tell him how proud I am of, of of him for doing that and just encourage him every day with that. Among other things, too, really anything that I see that they're uh, that they need encouragement about, or maybe they're struggling with, I, I try and just say a little word of encouragement, and really offer some hope. Uh, that's that if they're gonna. I, I hear so often, like when when men talk about their past experience, and, and usually it's like the limiting beliefs that people have; those beliefs that they say. I can't get past this. They can't see beyond this, right? Like I don't think I could, and then fit, you know, fill in the sentence, fill in the blank. Those statements they usually hear in their dad's voice. At least that's a theme I've noticed. So what I try and do is I want my voice and my children's heads to be something of encouragement, not like something detrimental. That's you know going to, going to hold them back. <sighs> that's my goal anyway. Um, uh, Yeah. So speaking to your children, some other things that we do, uh, on a monthly basis. So this is where I like to plug in those big events that I talked about. So monthly basis we do, I implemented a couple, a year or two ago, daddy fun days. That's what we literally called them because it's a very descriptive name. And that's all I wanted to do was just wear my children out with fun. So that's, that's the purpose wear them out with fun. So that way I guarantee they are having an awesome childhood and that I'm doing my part as a dad because I felt like I wasn't doing my part, unfortunately. (laughs) Even though I knew I was, it felt like I wasn't, but I needed a guarantee. So we're going to check this box. I'm going to wear my children out with fun today. And that was the whole purpose. So I got them out and I did whatever they wanted. We went to Chuck E. Cheese and they played video games, and I ran around swiping that little card. they holding the little card in front of uh, the stuff. And now they do the little—they uh, do it a little differently now. They have a little wrist bracelet now. Uh, but I just run around and try and try and dive into it with them. They want to show me how they're—you know—shooting dinosaurs or how they're uh, spraying some kind of goblin with water. I dive into it. I play it with them and I'm just bouncing back and forth trying to keep up. And then we go get pizza, you know, Chuck E. Cheese too, or we go to Chick-fil-A or, uh, you know, whatever they're into that they're going to cheer about. And I always kind of make it a surprise too. They never know when a daddy fun day is going to come. Like they, they can kind of tell though, unfortunately for me, cause I like to surprise them with it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just wear them out with fun. We'll go to the park, we'll throw a Frisbee, we'll run around, try and use up, burn a whole bunch of energy. We'll go to the library, pick up books together, make a big event out of it. Sometimes we'll, we, we will we uh, will make do some craft event that they're going to make something for someone else. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, even even going outside and uh, playing with the Frisbee and throwing the football, that kind of stuff. And we do that for a weekly event too, when the weather's nicer. It's February the middle of February and I live in the Midwest, so it's a little cold to be outside, but that works too. Um, what else, what else have we done? Oh, weekly events. How could I forget? Family game night. Now this always sounded corny to me, but I'm telling you, young kids love this. We haven't gotten so much into the board games, uh, for family game night. We've done video games. We have a, we got a Wii and it's 2021 right now so Wii's are a little bit uh out of style but my seven and five-year-old don't care it's cheap games that are very interactive and fun for them and we dive into it with them so we've gotten into angry birds star wars edition there's a competition there we'll do uh currently we're doing bomberman competitions um what else boom blocks is a good one for young children uh let me let me look at my list here i what, what else do we do you know they got the the regular ones uh like wee bowling and all that fun stuff and carnival games you can get into monster jams that's another good one mario karts always a good reliable one but that takes some skill that sometimes uh <laughs> younger children don't have but uh Yeah, yeah. Dive into the Wii games or something like that. We do Family Movie Night. And we caught a cool Netflix series called Troll Hunters. And we find that that's very well done and parents can enjoy that as well. And then the next series, Wizards, is what we're now into. So pretty cool stuff to do. And uh, sometimes we'll do a big movie night. You know, we'll do movie night once a week, but we'll do a big movie night, like watching the never ending story and making popcorn and, uh, you know, just letting him get some snacks and we snuggle up in the blanket and uh, have a lot of fun with it. So hopefully, hopefully those are some cool ideas. Uh, We we also do, uh, you know, I I should say we do daddy fun days. We also do mommy fun days where mommy does the same thing with them um uh, some daily events uh that I kind of glossed over were uh we go for walks we go for family walks at least we did it every day after dinner for a while and uh you know that was that was good that that was uh you know get some exercise get some movement in afterwards and that was fun so let's see if there's anything else on my little list here Those are pretty much the weekly, daily, monthly things that we do. I always try and get to spend some time with them. We're we're into the game called Sequence right now. We do that pretty much every morning where we uh, dive into this game. It's a board game and it's a strategy game. So I'm trying to build their uh, prefrontal cortex. So we get into some strategy games and that's kind of fun. You know, strategy games that are age-appropriate. And this is, there. there's some strategy in this game. So, you know, enough to get you thinking. Um, yeah, so then, so th- those are the stabilize the world. We're doing that on a regular basis stuff that we do. Again, we're focusing on stuff that they want to do a lot of time in the one-on-one time. So that's cool. Now let's talk about the new experience and shake it up stuff, right? So we're going to, Create consistency by rocking their world every once in a while. Now, this is where you can kind of dream a little bit as a dad and make a big experience. So I have big goals one day. Like I want to go in one of those I don't even I don't even know what they're called. They're like a makes you fly, like it has this big fan underneath, I imagine, and it kinda of, you just jump into it and you get to float in the air. I want to do one of those things. I want to go in a zero gravity uh plane. I want to, gosh, do a whole bunch of things. uh, Like these big experiences that little boys like. Still dreaming with my little girl and what I want to do with her. Uh, But I've had a lot of time to think about what I want to do with the boys. So these are the kind of big events to really shake it up. Some of the things we have done is going on adventures. Just, uh gosh, just our impromptu dance party or um, getting out energy like maybe tickling or wrestling them and just kind of, you know, you can even make that a daily habit. But I just kind of all of a sudden go in there and, uh, you know, tackle them and they love that. They're little boys. Even my little little girl loves getting tickled and so do my boys, but especially my little girl. Um, Off the wall stuff, you know, is always fun. Big events. Uh, let them plan the events sometimes. Uh, adventures, boys love little, you know, big adventures. We, we've we done these family trips where we'll just go off to a new city and just kind of explore. In that, and the kids seem to like that. And we'll look for stuff to do in that city that are specifically related to what the kids would want to do. So we make a big thing about it. Now, sometimes it's for the adults too. Like we went to uh, Nashville and in nashville they have a really good children's museum or adventure center of some of some sort i can't remember what it's called but you can look it up it's the it's probably one of the bigger ones up there and that was pretty cool and the kids enjoyed it we went exploring and walking around we would go to different parks we would Let's see. Just have fun, just make a fun event out of it. Some adult stuff we did was like we went we took the family to Mammoth Cave. Now the kids weren't as impressed with that. But uh I certainly was impressed. We went to uh Riverwalks and we like we went to Buffalo, we went to Niagara Falls, that kind of stuff. Pretty fun. I mean the kids loved it. They have a lot of you know stuff on the Canadian side that you can you can take advantage of uh, with little kids. So pretty cool stuff. Big trips are always fun. You can do them cheaply if you uh, plan it out the right way. Now, again, this, this is all about how to show your kids love. And again, what I'm equating love with is focused attention. You're being intentional, right? Love is an action. Love is an action. So you're going to show your kids love by doing things with them, spending that time with them. Make it intentional. Do not just think that quantity is better than quality. You can have a little bit of time, even if you're a busy parent, a little bit of time that's focused, intentional on them. It will make much more of a difference than if you spent the entire day with them and none of it was quality. At least that's what I've found. Now, Sometimes you're going to have to give uh, a lot of attention to a kid, right? You're going to find that they're going to need it. And like I mentioned earlier that my, uh, my middle child, is, he needs a little bit more attention right now. I think he's getting lost in the mix. Uh, and if I didn't mention this earlier, I'll, I'll just say he's, I feel like he might be getting lost in the mix and he's kind of backing down. So my strategy, uh, and he's getting a little intimidated by me and uh you know big men with beards are intimidating and that's kind of what i was till i shaved shaved it off in fact i and one of my ways to get me a little less intimidating was invite him into something very personal and intimate uh that's kind of a manly thing so and it's a you know kind of fun thing i thought uh, i got this from one of my friends advice my friend peter shout out to peter he said, have him shave your beard. You're intimidating, have him shave your beard. So I got out my razor, laid out a towel, and I said, hey, me and you, we're going to shave my beard. And he went over and he uh, made it as funny as he could and as awful as <laughs> he wanted or as great as he wanted. I'm not sure what he was going for, but he was sure proud of it. We got some pictures and we created this cool event, uh, had some good one-on-one time, I'm hopefully way less intimidating uh, to him. Yes, he was kind of backing off from me and gravitating towards his mom, so we felt that might be a good strategy to overcome that, and that was the way I showed him love, and I got to invite him into my world, and he got to learn a you know a manly thing like shaving your beard, right uh, so So those are another other ways to love your kid if you're finding that you know a kid might not be getting enough attention or just even feeling your love. Here's another strategy I've used, and I'm doing it right now because, again, I'm struggling with this. I literally made a habit checker. I got one of those, Just downloaded one of those habit checker apps online, and I uh, said I'm going to tell my middle son I love him 15 times a day. I thought that would be super easy because I got to be telling him at least 10 times a day. If you try, literally, you know, if you think this might benefit, try it out and put in 15 times and see how often that is. 15 times is almost constant if you're, if you have a couple hours of work to do in the day. And probably impossible if you have eight hours of work, I don't know. Unless you're just back to back to back and hitting him with it. I mean, I got to do it like three times when he wakes up in the morning. A couple times after lunch or breakfast. A couple times after lunch and dinner. And it's the only way to hit it. Uh but I'll tell you what, it has made a world of difference. Like just looking in his eyes and telling him, I love you. I'm so proud of you in this way. And like just giving him something has just bolstered his confidence. So take it for what it's worth. That it seems to be working for us. So I'm, I'm hopefully I'm passing this along to, you know, someone who needs it. What else have I done? Um, you know, Love is a process. Showing your kids love is a process and it's got to it's got to be met with action. Love is not a f- love is a feeling. Yes, you feel loved, but to love is an action. You have to be intentional. Love your children. Make it a priority. To make it a priority, you put it within your day, your week, your month, and your year. You plan it out. You have to keep track of it. If you're not keeping track of it, you're not going to do it unless you're inherently just good at this. And even then, trust me, you're bad at estimating how often you are doing something, okay? I mean, this has been proven over and over in the literature about, you know, Uh, by the by the self-improvement community they'll talk about it over and over and over again about how uh you really need to track something in order to get a good understanding of it because you're bad at estimating how often you're doing something or how frequently something happens like even drinking water i was in the military and I wasn't feeling good every day. Uh, this, this wasn't, you know, this is post-military. But I was in the military. They, they train you to drink water in the military. It's ingrained in your head. You drink, 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 drink water. Now, I was in the infantry. Maybe they don't do it in all the uh, MOSs or the jobs in the military. But in the infantry, they train you to drink water. And I had a, a, a coach who uh, I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel right. He's always, he said, first, you always got to look at your physiology. And the number one thing that people don't do enough of is drink water. Are you drinking enough water? I go, yeah, I am. And he says to me, how do you know? I said, because I was in the military and they trained me to drink water. Conversation note done, right? <laughs> and he pushed back at me and he goes, so how many glasses are you drinking? And I said, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe, maybe six, six, eight, you know, because that's kind of what I remember I needed. And then he said, oh, well, are you tracking this? I said, no, I don't need to. And he goes, start tracking it, see what happens. I found out I wasn't drinking enough water. I was completely overestimating what I was doing. And that, that solved part of the problem. So I'm telling you guys, you got to put this into a system. A system that you track every single day and every single week, every single month to know you're doing what you have decided, decided is important. So if you say you're going to go spend one-on-one time with your children, you need to plug it in your calendar, right? Make it, you know, and then check it off your, I hate to say to-do list because I don't use a to-do to-do list, but, you know, check it off your daily uh, list of things that you need to do, okay? And maybe one day I'll talk about how I strategize and use my, uh, how I plan out my day, my week, my month and year. But uh, you you need to have some sort of system to make sure that's happening at whatever frequency you've determined. And then if it doesn't happen, you can ask yourself why that isn't happening. This is something I've deemed important. Why isn't this happening? And then you can either adjust or say it's not as important as I thought. And I'll get rid of it because it's too much energy for me to do. Right? You need some kind of system of feedback in order to adjust. Just like a thermostat has to know if the he- it's getting warmer or cooler. To keep it at the temperature you've directed, it needs to have some kind of feedback in the ambient temperature of the room. Otherwise, it's always going to be too hot or too cold. It's only by luck that you actually hit it. So get yourself like a thermostat, guys, and track what you're doing. Have a to-do list or some something similar to know you're actually achieving uh, your goals. So in closing, in closing, uh, do cool stuff, guys, plan it out. This is your one chance to be a dad. This is it. This is one of those, uh, at least to me, it's one of those end all be all things. It's the uh, you know defining things next to my name. Uh, it's going to be How people remember me that are the closest to me in this world, right? How awesome of a dad I was. Did I prepare them for the world? Did I actually care about the relationship? Did I teach them what they needed to know? One of the things I need them to know is love. I need to know that they can be, they they need to know that they know how to love. Again, love is an action. And they know how to accept love and feel loved. And that's the feeling part. And they accept that love from me you're going to model the behavior guys you're going to model the behavior that's what you got to do and you got to do it on a consistent basis so it soaks in they're now going to listen to your words eh they'll listen to your words but not like they'll model your actions and what you did we learn by fastest we can we can change fastest by modeling someone else and you are one of the biggest models in their lives okay so just Create some consistency, track it, uh, continue to try new things. If something doesn't work, don't give up, try something new. That's part of the whole feedback system is, "Eh, I didn't do this or I did it and it didn't get the result I wanted. You actually have to know what you want. Uh, and that's, that's a much bigger topic, but you need to know what you're going for. If you want your kid to feel loved, now you need to define it out and actually put it into plan, uh, in your daily plan, weekly, monthly. All right. So I'm going to close this episode out. Uh, so until uh, the next episode, um, just boy, oh boy, be intentional guys, be that dad you always wanted to be. And I'll talk to you next episode. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If so, please leave us a rating and we'll see you next time.